It is what it is. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I don't care. My plan is to harness the energy of babies. It should be a lot of fun. That's what we call at home, all foam and no beer. That would be no problem. So then I was like, yes! Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. Let's give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. A dimly lit room where, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and hey, everybody, to get back to work, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Hurricane, what's its name? What is its name? Darian. Darian? Darian. Darian? Darian. Dorian. Why are you saying it like that, Marshall? <laughs> Darian. Well, it's the hurricane. Yeah, I mean, it's not like if you got the name wrong, your house wouldn't be knocked down or something. Is there a reason we have to have names for hurricanes? Charming. It's tradition. You can be wiped out by a tornado. It doesn't have a name. Not Fred the Tornado or anything. But, you know, Fred. that's a good point. <laughs> or a flood. Uh, Giant uh, floods that, uh, you know, kill people and ruin lives and stuff. They don't have names either. No, it's the flood of, what do you call it? Yeah, 92 a year. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, executive producer Mike Hansen, if you'd be so kind as to uh, contact the management here at the Radio Ranch and say that uh, uh, we have only one, and by we I mean me, but I will speak for the team, we have only one demand, and that is whoever came in here and removed my chair from the studio. You're sitting very low today. I am. I'm like, like a desk of a you, second grader. You look like, like a, a child. child. That's right. <laughs> well, and, and I'm about to throw the tantrum of the, of the second grader. You look like a child. All I ask is this. In, in our, our upcoming contract negotiations, whoever decided that they needed the chair more than me and they would just come into the studio and take it, they are fired. Whoever they are, whatever they do, (laughs) however valuable or not valuable they are to whatever enterprise they're involved in, Hmm. they must be fired unceremoniously, relieved of their duties, no notice, no benefits, nothing. I want them on the street. I want to see them living in a tent. Not a very good tent either. Kind of a crappy one with not enough room to spread out. It's pretty undignified the way you're sitting so low like that. It's just, uh, and yet, I'm maintaining my dignity. <laughs> I want them eating rats on the street. I want to see them cooking rats over overheated cell phone batteries. That's all I ask. You look like you're sitting in a chair designed for comic effect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to, make it, to make you look silly. So glad my pain is amusing to you. You're down so low with just your head sticking out. I am down so low. Well, I could switch to that chair in which I'd be scraping on the ground. <laughs> oh, geez. So we got four days worth of stuff to catch up on. Oh, did you see the, uh, and, you know, and some of it's pretty important. I just saw a picture up on the TV, the uh, the comedian, because we watched the movie over the weekend, Pets 2 again, and the funny little rabbit is hilarious, and he's a comedian, Kevin Hart is the oh, rabbit, when Kevin Hart had a uh, heck of a car wreck over the weekend. Yeah, I heard about that. And I, too bad. And I think, I, I'll bet I know what happened. It's not the sort of thing you're probably supposed to say, but... Really? Yeah. 
Well, he uh, well, here's the way the story was portrayed in the newspaper. The uh, car flipped over early Sunday morning. Ah, um, his, uh, his a car he owns, but he was the passenger, and um, uh, and he went to his home for medical treatment oh, in the boy. middle of the night. Oh boy, yeah, okay. Am I wrong that athletes and movie stars don't have a guy, a buddy that rides around with them to uh, take the fall for this sort of stuff? That guy was the, the driver. Right. In, in his car. And, and he, he went, went to, to his, his home, home for medical treatment. With serious, serious problems. Like, he had to get surgeries on his back and everything like that. But he went to his home first. Yes, yes. Just to establish that. Right. Yeah. So, get, the, uh, get whatever was in the bloodstream out. Right. As is a fairly common occurrence among drunks who crash close to home. I think he crashed his car at like 2.30 in the morning. Common crash in your car sort of time, hammered. Uh, They got him to his home. His fall guy took the fall for being the driver and whatever ramifications will come forward. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. But uh, Athletes and movie stars, don't they have a name for that? What's that called? The, The big time athletes hire a guy. That, like, he's the one who carries the weed. He's the one that says, I was driving the car. He's the one that like says, I started the fight. Sort of thing. Yeah. 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 And they, uh, they they take the... Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have had one of those when I was younger. It would have been boy. very handy. No, no, no. My decisions were bad enough. I didn't need that extra leash. Mm. Fantastic. Um, uh, boy, we got a great Joe Biden one for you. Is this... Is this when I have to stop making excuses for Joe Biden? Uh-oh. As I have been doing for uh, for quite a while now. You've tried to be fair and balanced. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, this is a rough one. Been trying to tell you. This is a rough one if you haven't heard it. All right. And uh, the Washington Post called him out on it pretty hard, which is, uh, you know, that side's newspaper. It's wide open again, folks. Wide open. Biden's done. Bernie and Liz, or Liz and Bernie. That's your communist ticket. With this... With this reminder, it's been stated many times, but it's amazing every time I hear it come out of my own mouth. The day Joe Biden took office, if he if he won, um, January twentieth, two thousand twenty-one, he would be older than Ronald Reagan was when Reagan left office after eight years. Wow! And everybody decided then that Reagan was way too old to be president. Yeah, yeah. Biden Although, would take the first day older than Reagan was when he left. Yeah. He'd be by. Far, not even close, our oldest president to ever uh, to take office. Well, right, that's undeniably true. And uh, well, single issue sh- sh- voter Sean is is obviously uh, attuned to this and concerned about it. But uh, mental acumen like foot speed must be judged on a case by case basis. Sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. No yeah, doubt. Reagan but was is... obviously showing the beginning signs of Alzheimer. But when Reagan was running, it was a big issue whether or not he was too old. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, up until recently, it was the, the, most of the media has acted like, okay, you know, we're not going to be ageists here. Well, he's very, are... very old. Well, I'd say, for well, wait till you hear this clip and find out what really happened. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh-oh. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I went uh, with a girlfriend to a concert at a really nice theater over the weekend uh, and had a good time, except the woman that was seated, uh, standing next to me danced throughout the whole show, which is fine. But she had on the cheapest perfume oh, I've uh, ever smelled. Yeah. It smelled like it came from like a dollar store or maybe like a you know five year old girl would wear. It was just oh, I mean, and I mean, well, and she's dancing, she's sweating, and yes. so kind of radiating it, it outward. It was just terrible. 
I've been trying to figure out what Tramp Bar perfume is for, for my whole life. There's a specific smell that some girls have at the bar, and I've always wondered, where, where do you buy that? And, and then why? Why don't, why don't you distance yourself from that crowd by not wearing that? But it's a particular smell. Maybe it's a genetic uh, thing. Maybe the it is? bar trampiness gene is also, you know, and the genome works this way. The I like such and such a smell gene. Could be. I don't know. Some of, the like more, the, some of the more subtler scents have a really hard time cutting through the cigarette smell and the, the <laughs> right. well vodka. And the, <laughs> Maybe that's it. The sadness, right? <laughs> the it, sadness. It, you need a really potent yeah. aroma to overwhelm all that. The smell of urine that's wafting out of the bathroom just a little bit. You need a smell that cuts through the sadness. That's yes. what it is. Right, exactly. It's really like pairing a wine with a delicious meal. You yeah. have to pair your perfume with the, 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 uh, the dive bar. The, the wow. Successful smells. people will look for subtle notes. The, uh, the the other people, not so much. <laughs> not, not so subtle. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing well. Uh, much better now that the water is back on in my apartment complex. It was off for about 24 hours for reasons. But I only bring this up for uh, to, to highlight how thin of a thread society is. I feel like I was another eight hours away from wearing pelts as clothing. <laughs> right? Right? Killer be killed! My apartment complex sent out a... They posted notes on everybody's door saying, hey, the water's going to be shut off, so fill up your bathtub and pots for water needs over the next 24 hours for bathing and dishes and cooking and stuff like that. Like, what? Filling up, just hoarding water in my bathtub? Yeah. But I got to clean it first. Yeah. And you got to carry it around on your head like you're some African gal right. coming back from the river. Having dealt with this a lot, you want the water in your bathtub so you can flush your toilet because that's 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 what gets you first. Yeah, mm. I wish I would have realized that. Yeah. Wait, a <laughs> Wait a minute, you say to yourself, that's what that's what gets you first is the need to flush the I toilet. I may have gone to various uh, fast food places and uh, that were close to me when I when the when the duty called. Yeah, exactly. There's a uh, Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Went hiking over the weekend with a lady friend. A chance to show her just how out of shape I really am. <laughs> but I looked really good in my L.L. Bean walking shorts and shoes. Fantastic. Admiring the trees and the various beasts. Well, looking good, especially in the early days of dating, is uh, the key part there. Indeed. Not your stamina. Indeed. I hadn't realized, though, once you get up in the mountains, the air becomes a little uh, harder to breathe. <laughs> All yes. of a sudden, you're panting a yes. great deal more. Yes. You know, so... Was that one of my prouder moments? But we we gave it a shot. Fantastic! Did you try to do push-ups up in that elevation? Ah, uh, now now no 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 I didn't. <laughs> now now. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, September 3rd. My dad's birthday, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we come. Matt, Mark. I'm smart. You're not. Uh, I'm I'm uh, wise, and you're you're dumb. That's a little correct. I mean, I'm used to being condescended to, but it's usually a little more veiled than that. Hmm. That's interesting. That was uh, uh, General Mattis there. Who was he? What was the? What was that? Uh, I'm sure that was totally in context about somebody that's uh, that's relevant. No, no, it's an out of context thing from his his interviews this right. this weekend. Actually, it's it's from one of my more favorite quotes where he talks about our political climate of the moment. Ah, oh, okay. good, good one. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Yeah, we'll continue to track Hurricane Dorian. We've got former Secretary of Defense Mattis on American mistakes in the Middle East, and Twitter's CEO gets a hacker black eye. Coming up.
Ah, good good stuff right there. It was an aggressive scent, says this te- texter. That's right. We had that clip we were playing for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh. No aggressive scents, please. Right. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. We have some uh, shower thoughts to start off the week on a contemplative note. We'll catch up on everything. And our text line is 415-295-KFTC on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This morning, right after it had happened on the way to work, and uh, glass all over the freeway and plastic parts from cars, and a luxury SUV on its top. And as often happens, I'm sitting there thinking, how how did that happen? How did you end up on your top, dude? What what happened there? Got sideways, as they say. I guess. Yeah, terrible. It's Yeah, geez. Between that and Kevin Hart, drive carefully, folks. Blink of an eye, (laughs) et cetera. Yeah. Mailbag. You know, this is uh, this is a freedom-loving quote of the day from an interesting source. I was doing some reading about this gent for reasons I won't get into. Uh, but it's more a, a freedom of thought quote of the day. And it is from, of all people, Saul Alinsky. His name came up on the show a while back. And, and actually, the context at the time was... Something had to be fake, because it made reference to Saul Alinsky being a communist or something like that. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. I know he's quite progressive, but what did that mean? Well, I read a little bit about him. Uh, He was asked once if he ever considered becoming a Communist Party member, and he replied, Not at any time. I've never joined any organization, not even the ones I've organized myself. I prize my own independence too much, and philosophically, I can never accept any rigid dogma or ideology. One of the most important things in life is what Judge Learned Hand described as, quote, that ever-gnawing inner doubt as to whether you're right. Mm. If you don't have that, if you think you've got an inside track to absolute truth, you become doctrinaire, humorless, and intellectually constipated. The greatest crimes in history have been perpetrated by such religious and political and radical fanatics, from the persecutions of the Inquisition on down to communist purges and Nazi genocide. You've got to always have that ever-gnawing inner doubt as to whether you're right. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's similar to Socrates' thing. The only thing I know is I don't know. Yeah, well, I have that with everything that's I stupid. I have everything I do <laughs> that with everything I do all the time, my whole life, and I've always thought it must be nice for people who don't have that, but maybe that uh, leads you astray. The warm blanket of certainty, I like to call it. Uh, how about some weekly shower thoughts? Maybe you don't even yes. join organizations you form. Right. That's interesting. <laughs> it's too constricting. I heard your uh, weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Maybe I'm just feeling humorless today after the theft of my chair. Everybody um, wants pictures of you sitting. They want please post pictures of sitting low, Joe. <laughs> so maybe during the commercials we can have you sit in the tiny chair. I think more importantly, maybe the American imagination has died. Picture me, <laughs> then picture me in a chair that's low. What's the matter it with you? Won't people? be that much different from what we would show you. That's the internet era. Pick or it didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, okay, it didn't happen. You then. could get a little Weirdos. hat with a propeller that would be cool too. <laughs> and short pants. One day you'll stop being asked what you want to be when you grow up, and instead you're asked what you wanted to be. Ooh, melancholy. wow. That hurts. Melancholy. There's a gap there, right? What do you want to be when you grow up? There's a form of that even for, you know, college students. They get hit with that all the time. Hmm. 
Um, that reminds me. Oh, we had a great visit uh, over the weekend with our, our youngest little D. And um, it was her senior year in, in high school, I think. Uh, we got her a T-shirt saying, please don't ask me about college. <laughs> because high school seniors and juniors... Every single adult they run into asks them precisely the same question. Which is part of what's wrong with our culture. That should not be so, that should not be elevated to such a level. But Jeez, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving along. That's a funny shirt. We had to destroy the environment to get to the technical, hmm. We had to destroy the environment to get to the technological level to understand we were destroying the the environment. That would have been gone, yeah, hmm, yeah, better if in the words, in Order said words. If superpower mutations ever happen, like in the X-Men, we better hope they only affect humans. A pissed-off invisible grizzly bear would be complete <laughs> bullets. <laughs> Amen to that. This one's stupid, but I liked it. Your fingernails are naturally color-coded, telling you where to cut. <laughs> I just clipped my nails this morning. That's, uh, that's funny. So that first one is kind of interesting. So we... Uh, technology, if you believe this, is what is causing global warming, mm-hmm. cars and pollution and all this sort of stuff. Um, but then we needed to get our technology needed to get good enough to be able to to, to detect that exactly. the oceans have gone up point tenth of a degree over a century. Allegedly, otherwise yeah. we wouldn't have been able to measure it at and all to comprehend how it happened. Yeah, right. And then have some sort of plan for how you might stop it. So is that what a chicken and egg situation, or a damned if you do situation? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What is it irony, of. like rain on your wedding day? Like Plato, I don't know what the hell to think. <laughs> <laughs> so Marshall's got his news coming up. There was a mass killing over the weekend with another. Scumbag shooter, and I just saw his picture up on the TV. So, three days later, still putting his face up on the TV to make him famous. Nice job. Media still hasn't caught on to that. Marshall will do that story next hour. Now, if you want stupid, I got a guy suing Popeye's chicken because they ran out of chicken sandwiches. <laughs> and schools in Nashville are banning Harry Potter because it risks conjuring evil spirits. Well, because it does. So, those two stories are great. And there's the killer again on TV. Yep. Can't have him on TV enough. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, it caught on. What do you mean they haven't caught on? They've caught on to fear and blood gets ratings. Hey, speaking of ratings, uh, very briefly, we didn't get far into mailbag. A number of fine, fine pieces of praise of the Extra Large podcast. Book review with uh, Tim and Craig. Excellent writes. Ethan, I could listen to the four hours, uh, the four of you discuss the phone book. It's not four hours, it's four people. Um, also, uh, here's Chris. Awesome podcast. Which listening for any time. Yeah, people always say that, but it's just not true. It's just not true. The phone book would be dull in anyone's hand. Give me a shot at it. I want to be the guy. Johnson, Eric Johnson, Randy Johnson, Steve Johnson. Steve R. Johnson, Steve S. Johnson. John Johnson. Lyndon Baines. Yeah, we got this text. Is, is the name of the podcast Lennon was a piece of S, or did somebody just include that in the title? Because somebody says Marx it was a piece of Marx, S. Yeah, anyway, well, they okay. were both kind of crappy, honestly. Yes. Unless you're a fan of oppression. But this person said they've been listening since 2000, and that's the best thing we've done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So check that out if you want. About if you time. Want yeah. Um, let's, make, uh, let's, let's get to news now with Marshall Phillips. We've got evacuation orders and advisories in effect for most of coastal Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina 
as Hurricane Dorian hunkers down off the coast. The storm's been downgraded now to a Category 3. It has been stationary over the Bahamas for almost 48 hours It's now. crazy. It's moving at a mile per hour. Yes. It is, it is expected to be heading north. When it first got to the Bahamas, it had sustained winds of 185 miles an hour. I don't care until it hits the United States. <clears throat> Rescue That's crews. what I care. That's why I pay attention. What, what about our territories eh, and protectorates? Rescue Big crews. It. Rescue crews still searching for survivors of the dive boat fire off California's Santa Cruz Island early Monday. The first good Samaritan on the scene, boater Bob Hansen, telling ABC's Good Morning America he rescued the five crew members who jumped off the boat. Sounds like the captain tried to make a, uh, a mayday call, but uh, the fire was so intense, they ended up jumping off the boat, and he said they swam around to the back of the boat where they had a, a tender or dinghy tied up. At least 25 people confirmed dead. Nine others are still missing. How does that happen in the modern world? I, you know, I wouldn't have guessed that that could happen in the United States of America. There is a 911 call. Uh, I guess it's a 911 call call to the authorities in which uh, there's a difficult-to-decipher conversation with one of the crew members who was off the boat, and the question was act, asked, uh, are they locked down there? Indecipherable, indecipherable. Can you get back and unlock them? So it's not clear. You know, the first 24 hours after something terrible happens, most of what's reported turns out not to be accurate. But right. could it be they had them locked, locked down there? I don't know. There's a dive trip where people are getting drunk, and they just, for everybody's safety, we're going to lock them down there. Oh, jeez. I, I wonder. I just Oh, my yeah, God. It's, it's, it's a horror, no doubt. Oh, my God. Former Defense Secretary James Mattis has a new book out covering his years as a commanding general in Afghanistan and Iraq. And James is not happy with any previous administration, saying he followed orders from the Bush administration that he characterized as incoherent. And he blasted former Vice President Joe Biden for bungling Iraq and allowing for the rise of ISIS by insisting on the total withdrawal of U.S. troops in Iraq. Matt is saying it is plain to him the U.S. has not handled the situation in the Middle East in a very steady manner. Telling NPR, The problem we face is when you get into a war, we were attacked on 9-11, for example. And what you have got to do is figure out what it is you intend to do at the outset and then hold firm to that. And I think that we have had... Uh, serious policy challenges in figuring out exactly what it is we intend to do and then holding firm to that that vision. As for disagreements Mattis may have had with President Trump, he says... Which is the only thing the media cares about in this long book. The only thing that will be done is go through for word uh, uh, examples of Trump being mentioned and then try to turn that into some sort of uh, food fight, which is all that anybody cares about. Mattis says he doesn't comment on sitting president's policies. I don't believe that administration officials should should leave the administration and then start creating controversy uh, with comments outside uh, when they uh, when they owe a period of, I, I'd even call it a duty of silence long enough for the Secretary of State, the President, Secretary of Defense to protect the country. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has been hacked on his official account. The hacker tweeting from Dorsey's account on Friday was sending out racist tweets to his 4 million followers. The tweets were up for about half an hour before the social networking service got around to taking them down. Is coming after uh, Dorsey had been tweeting about cracking down on hate speech 
and abuse on the social media platform. The uh, fake tweets, the hacked yes. tweets, were delightful in their utter stupidity and artlessness. They were just ham-fisted, sledgehammer racial slurs and just idiotic pronouncements. I mean, it just it was such an opportunity. Well, if you can hack into his account, yep. though, obviously you oh, can hack please. into anybody's account. Oh, yeah, that's that's your headline. But, I mean, you hack into the, the head guy of Twitter's account. Right. You could unleash just really sophisticated, subtle, uh, took-a-while-to-be-detected right. uh, hijinks. But whoever it was just went with... You know, blanking enters and, and, you know, Jack Dorsey's a moron type <laughs> tweets. All right. Just because you're good at hacking doesn't mean you're good at uh, other things. Editorializing. Kevin Hart's wife, Nico Parrish, is speaking out after her husband's car accident over the weekend. Got a video of Parrish entering the hospital where Kevin is staying. That surfaced. How's Kevin doing? He's great. Is he, is he going to pull through fully, you think? Yeah. Going to be just fine. Comedian and actor involved in a serious car accident early Sunday morning that left his Plymouth Barracuda in a gully in Los Angeles. According to police... And police said alcohol was not involved. That's possible, but that time of day with a guy who's had all kinds of alcohol-related mishaps in the last year seems really unlikely, but whatever. Could be. You don't know. Hart was a passenger, they say, in the 1970 Barracuda that went off the highway above Malibu in the early morning hours of Sunday. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Remember his post-Super Bowl rant? We played that a lot. Oh, yeah. was He's had a whole bunch of those kind of things over the last uh, year or so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that just, that just, you know, who knows? Could have been, could have been, you know, unrelated to alcohol. How many, how many, ask a cop, how many cars alone end up in a ditch at 2.30 in the morning on, after a Saturday night? Right. Or, or no alcohol involved. <laughs> how often does that happen? The guy going to the donut shop falls asleep at the wheel? At 2.30? Going in to make the donuts? Yeah, it could happen. Uh, well, I'm sure yeah, it does yeah, happen. could happen, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how did they pronounce a negative? Alcohol was not involved. How do you know? I think, I, I don't know. I just think, it, I, I'm only interested in this for the ability to rich, powerful people to handle stories that the rest of us wouldn't be able right. to handle. Mm. Well, and somehow get into the news, alcohol, with police right. said alcohol is not a factor. How, do, how did you get that out there so fast? Well, if they, if they pulled off the switcheroo and mm-hmm. the person who was in the passenger seat was yeah. put in the driver's right. seat and they right. tested that person That's and what they did. And there's no alcohol, then yeah. there you go. their only there you go. response is... Right. They the were driver was not intoxicated. Right. So I'm, I'm confused about one point. And, you know, it's funny. I was thinking during the story. And then you go to your home for treatment, even though you've got serious problems. And it turned out to be so bad, he then had to go to the hospital. Well, but he went to his home for... There's my question. <laughs> so how did this unfold timeline-wise? And, and uh, you know, it's funny. During the story, I was thinking, the rest of the world cares about celebrity car crashes a lot more than I do. But now I'm intrigued. So uh, did the cops show up were... The two men both there at the car. Because I'm told Kevin Hart went to his home for medical treatment. Right. When? Right. Right. The version I read made it sound like Hart immediately went before police were involved. Hart was to his house. Right. Um, well, that's the classic move sure. of the I wrecked my car drunk close enough to my house or who, who close gets, enough to my Uber app. Who gets in a car wreck sober? So there's nothing for us to be scared of here. Right. 
It's just a car wreck. It, they happen. My back hurts so bad, I mean, I can't even hardly walk. Take me to my house. Who does right. Who does that? <laughs> right. I, whatever. You know, then, I'm not out to, like, nail him down. I just think it's interesting the way you can handle things if right. you're super rich and powerful. Marshall, I want you to dig into the facts. Where were the two men when the authorities appeared? My understanding... Or did they show up the next morning and say, hey, craziest yeah. thing happened. We uh, blew a tire or something. My... My friend Rick was driving. He was right. sober, by the way. Well, and, my, you're driving a 1970 Barracuda. Right. You know, its ability to uh, spin right. out is probably uh, you know greater than your newer automobile. Oh, sure. On what I've heard described as a notoriously winding right. road. There oh, you yeah, go. Which people like to drive very, very fast to test their my wheels. My understanding from the story, one of the stories I read is Kevin Hart hiked back to his house to call 911 for help. And the police or the fire department, when it got there, had to saw off the roof of the car to free the passengers inside. How close to his house was he? That the and he doesn't carry a cell phone, Kevin Hart. So you well, maybe to his he had house no to... signal. I live in the hill country. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you got no signal. Yeah. Uh, so, but he was the only guy who could get loose from the squashed vehicle. That's the well, story that would I've explain seen. it. Yeah. Now he and might. I don't appreciate your suspicious tone. He might be is smart enough that he goes out and parties it up and has a designated driver that stays sober. That's certainly very possible. Sure. Who was trapped in the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, notoriously unsafe car of the what year was it? 1970. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. The Bee Gees ruled the charts. <laughs> they didn't. No. <laughs> somebody. Somebody ruled the charts. Somebody did. That's what was. Yeah, somebody had to rule the charts. Um, so we got a great example of cancel culture, which is maybe the worst thing that's happening in America. Um, cancel culture and uh, suing Popeye's chicken because they're out of chicken. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Wait, like this car guy. crashes and chicken sandwiches. <laughs> what is the fascination with you people? Don't Wait, you have lives? Will you hear this guy's reasoning? Pickle tastes like chicken. Keep <laughs> that chicken. All right, we'll do. And are Nashville schools actually banning Harry Potter because they the books risk conjuring evil spirits? Is that actually happening? Kind of, sort of. Not okay. Nashville well, schools. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. Can't see how they haven't come up with some kind of way to com- combat these storms yet. They keep saying, uh, you know, two days ago, three days ago, oh, it's uh, this, but it's going to hit all this warm weather, all this warm weather and warm water. We have a navy. Why don't the navy come and drop ice in the warm water so it that it can't get going as fast as it's going? Uh, sincere or subtle prank? I think he's sincere. Put ice in the water and maybe that could stop the hurricanes. I saw an amazing photo from the eye of the hurricane. Did you see that floating around over the weekend? They flew a drone into it or something. It was um, would really something. Anyway, this is a pretty big one. It was Category 5 last I heard. Is it still? What was, or has it been no, downgraded? It's down to a 3. Okay. Uh, what was uh, amazing about the uh, the picture of the eye? Um, how, uh, how uh, the, the, it was a picture you could look up into the sunlight and then it was just like you're in a tube ah. and it was just all clouds around it. And then ah. the idea that around that calm, sunny sp- spot, right, was a hundred miles an hour winds, horrific you know? damage, yeah. flooding and death, death. right? And death. Yeah. Um, 
So we were asking earlier, how come they name hurricanes but not other things that kill people and cost lots of money? There have been, since 2012, there have been 60 weather disasters with no names, floods, tornadoes, all kinds of different things, which caused more than a billion dollars in damage. 60. They didn't have any name. But hurricanes Hmm. always have a name for some reason. We started naming hurricanes way back in the 30s. Naming storms made it easier for the media to report. That's the reason they name hurricanes. Okay. There you go. I think you got time, too. A lot of these other things, you don't see them coming. You don't see the flood coming. You certainly don't see a tornado coming for more than, that's Fred! It hits your house. Right. Um, You don't have time to name it. Right. Right. Uh, Now, earthquakes get names afterward. The, usually the location, yeah. Yeah. So the yeah the epicenter. Which makes it, the Northridge earthquake, makes it easier for the media to report. And so you know what you're talking about. Sure. Yeah, I get yeah. that. There's nothing wrong um, with that. Speaking of hurricanes, so over the weekend, the former Prime Minister of Canada, she tweeted, I'm rooting for a direct hit on Mar-a-Lago. That's Trump's refuge golf course where he hangs out when he's away from the office most of the time. Former Prime Minister of Canada said, I'm rooting for a direct hit on Mar-a-Lago. Prime Minister had, uh, or I'm sorry, Canada had a girl Prime Minister? And got a a fair amount of attention, and then she deleted it. I've deleted my tweet about the hurricane in Mar-a-Lago and sincerely apologize to all it offended, of course. Uh, Whatever. Whatever. It was intended as sarcasm, not a serious wish of harm. Throwaway lines get a life of their own on Twitter. I should know better. Yes, you should, you moron. So you got that. And then speaking of Trump, check yourself, Canada. I don't know if you heard this or not, but the stars of Will and Grace, which is back again, right? It came back. To the delight of hundreds. <laughs> the Will and Grace stars called for an outing of those who show up for the president's fundraiser later this month in Beverly Hills. Uh, Deborah Messing and Eric McCormick said they would shame the Trump supporters in Hollywood who attend the fundraiser, where tickets could go for as much as 100,000 people. Please print a list of all attendees, please. The public has a right to know. Messing tweeted the Hollywood Reporter, um, which is a uh, publication about the upcoming event. This is part of the whole cancel culture, or you, you know, you, you're not allowed to be involved in politics without paying a huge price for it. Right. We want um, to punish you. McCormick wrote, hey, at THR, the Hollywood Reporter, kindly report on everyone attending this event so the rest of us can be clear about who we don't want to work with. Thanks. The idea being you find out they donate money to the Trump cause, and then you won't be in a TV show or a movie or anything with them. Right, right. You're that's, going to punish reasonable. them by denying them a right to make a living, or you refuse to aid and abet it. I thought the whole uh, blackballing in Hollywood thing was seen as a, as, a, as a stain. No, no, just if it goes against your type, then it's a stain but not if you perpetrate it. Uh, it was funny, uh, James Mattis, I, and I'm looking forward to reading his book. I hope we can get him on the air. He's a. It's about his 40 years of being a Marine. The New York Times went to great pains to say he really doesn't spend any time bashing Trump, if that's the reason you want to read the book. He started ba- writing it in 2013. Yeah, he bashes Obama a little bit, and we'll get to that eventually, but it's mostly about his career, I mean, his real career. Um, but he does make the point that we're at each other's throats and the elect, you know, we're in the midst of an election is now all the time and how unhealthy that is and strange. Well, how about the idea that in any workplace, Hollywood or otherwise, you find out who's people, uh, who people support politically and then you won't work with them. Right. Oh, I'm not going to be on the sales team with them. Yeah. That guy's a Trump supporter or a Bernie supporter. I know they've been doing our our packaging for our frozen vegetables for the last 30 years, but I just found out 
They're progressives over there at the cardboard plant, so we're canceling that account. It's, I mean, can you imagine? Well, that's where we're going. It's idiotic. This is idiotic. Can, can we call a whole a, a halt to it? This is also idiotic. Is it as idiotic as putting ice in the uh, Gulf of Mexico? Even more so. So I haven't had a Popeye's chicken sandwich yet because they're out of them everywhere. As soon as they're available, I will have one because I like Popeye's and I love me a chicken sandwich. But they've been famously out, as you've heard on this and many other news outlets. Uh, a man named Craig Barr has filed a $5,000 suit after what he called repeated attempts to buy the sandwich <laughs> at different locations. NBC News reported... Um, him saying, I can't get happy. I have this sandwich on my mind. I can't think straight. It consumes you. The Chattanooga man who has sued Popeye's chicken for $5,000 says he was also humiliated by friends and suffered $15 in tire and rim damage while driving around looking for the sandwich. Uh, uh, $15? <laughs> $1,500. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. What in a hilarious and creative way to go about it. The the, the wear and tear on my car right. from driving to the different Popeye's locations. And some of them have like high curbs in the drive-thru and I scraped up my rims. He could have called ahead of time. But He's humiliated by his friends. I think he can uh, do that fine on his own. I don't think he needs a lot of help being humiliated. Tell you what, I spent uh, many, many fine hours, well, just a few fine hours, in the incredibly crowded Charlotte, North Carolina airport, uh, Charlotte, beautiful Charlotte Mecklenburg, and um, every other person who was walking around with food had Bojangles chicken. I hadn't seen a Bojangles for a long mm. time, man. They got 25 different places to get food, and I swear to God, 50% of people toting food had the Bojangles. Sure. I didn't treat myself to any because I ate like a hog all weekend long. <laughs> and I thought like this has got to stop. Hog. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I gained enough weight. Oh, man. Biden's latest next hour, if you haven't heard it, stay tuned. Oh, no.